0: The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit laspodcastnetwork.com.
1: Hello guys, my name is Devin Green and this is The Innovative Creative, a podcast dedicated to helping designers and clients better understand design using an alternative way of thought. I've been designing for 16 plus years and I felt that people need this knowledge. Whether you are a new or an experienced designer, I can give you tips that can better help your design journey. I also know that clients sometimes have a hard time working with designers. This is my way to help clear the confusion. Join me on your favorite podcasting platform as I dive into design tips, communication tactics, and much more. I release episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on my website at InnovativeCreative.fm and wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is proudly produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids Island. The innovative creative is free to listen to. But if you want bonus content and to support local creators, subscribe to LAS+. For more information on that, head on over to LASPodcastNetwork.com. L.A.S.
2: Hello! Oh my god,
3: hi!
4: We're back,
2: it's us with othered. Yes. It's me, Sarah Van Cleave.
4: And it's me, Caleb Scales.
2: Caleb Kenneth Scales. Oh my
4: god, the world doesn't need to know (laughs) my middle name, how dare you!
2: Caleb! (laughs) Okay, just so everyone knows the backstory of mine and Caleb's relationship today, we're having a little lover's quarrel. We are. I feel like we are, because. I'm still pissed. I told Caleb that he was giving me Joe Exotic Tiger King vibes.
4: For those of you who don't know me, I have a little bit of a mullet situation going on, and I don't appreciate the comparison.
2: It's cute. I was just, it was the hair and the hat.
4: Okay, think Joe Exotic. Does anyone in the world think (laughs) Cute, And then like, I tried to say, he's Q. a sex
2: symbol. And Caleb's like, yeah, for white trash. And I'm like, well, <laughs> hey, he is attracted to someone.
4: <laughs> well, sure. He did have a boyfriend, but he was also he missing like of 20 boyfriends. of his teeth.
2: And look, they've all got their shit together now.
4: Aren't they like dead? <laughs>
2: They're not dead, <laughs> They're not dead.
4: <laughs> I just can't. I, do you want, I just, I don't appreciate the comparison. It's not where I'm at as a person today
2: <laughs> okay well sorry Shit. okay <laughs> i love you i hope we can move past this in our relationship i really
4: hope so too because this is this has been hard for me i'm sorry personally
2: <laughs> i'm never at a loss for words. Do you know
4: what i'm just gonna take this moment to tell you all that this show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network Yay. right here in Cedar Rapids, right here. Iowa, Cedar Rapids. of all places. We love it here. <laughs> to support this show and others like it, please consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. You'll be getting access to bonus episodes and free episodes, free merch. That's not a thing. <laughs> it's free not free. Episodes. <laughs> free merch.
2: But you you have to pay, but it'll be there.
4: Oh, right. Okay. And live events. <laughs> <laughs> also, know that you'll be supporting local in a way that's never been possible before. This money goes towards helping us with upkeep, equipment, and this fancy haircut. com forward slash plus.
2: Also, For Alex all the told things us that was supposed to be on point. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Poor Alex. Sorry, Poor Alex. Alex.
4: He'll just have to edit that. It I don't know. It was good. It was good? Okay, cool. We got two fun. thumbs up.
0: Yep. <laughs> we- Maybe
4: one thumb. I don't know.
0: Honestly, <laughs> I love watching you guys squirm. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you. I definitely feel like I'm squirming right now because I just feel so self-conscious about my <laughs> fucking haircut right now. So, honestly, whatever. I'm over it. Sarah, how was your week, babe? Oh, shit.
2: I can't. My week was really good. That's really funny. My week was good. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's not a normal day. Update. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! There's some go. fun it's energy here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to remember what's even going on. Nothing's going on. Um, boring work, yoga. That's it.
4: That's it. That's great.
2: Yeah. What's up with you? What's new? How's your week?
4: Um, well, Valentine's Day was yesterday oh no nope, it was is monday today? okay today's wednesday it was definitely on monday it sure was so it's been a busy week there's a lot that happened this weekend did you restaurant. have a
2: valentine
4: <clears throat> uh oh. so yeah the weekend was great oh, and sh- uh oh shit, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 valentine's day specifically was kind of a shit show i had lined up a date i didn't think that i was gonna have to work but then i ended up having to go into work my valentine was upset he told me with his words that he was hurt
2: with his words
4: with his words that's good which is important that's progress yeah absolutely hashtag
2: growth
4: yes match anyway (laughs) um i ended up getting off work earlier than i expected and so i texted him and he came and brought it take and bake pizza and we ate pizza and watched encanto
2: and canto, and it was we heartwarming. We don't talk about Bruno, no no, 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 no.
4: Anyway, it was beautiful, and I cried because I'm a sap.
2: Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah,
4: it was really good. I cried.
2: Oh, oh, Caleb. I know I have feelings. Okay. I know you do. You're a big <laughs> bundle of feelings. We know I, this. Um, yeah,
4: I know. I'm a Pisces. I know, right? Get that
2: Pisces energy. Yeah.
4: Anyways, um. Today's a kind of exciting day.
2: It's a really exciting day. (laughs) A day we've been looking forward to. Oh
4: happy day.
2: Oh happy day. We have a
4: guest with us today.
2: Not just any guest. Not just any
4: guest. He might be like the coolest guy in Cedar Rapids. Popular I mean, aside from us.
2: Local celeb, yes, besides yours truly. (laughs) (laughs) That we've ever had on the show.
4: Right. We're like approaching stardom, but this man is us.
2: This is gonna get us where we want to go.
4: Right. Yeah, we're riding on his coattails right now, actually.
2: We totally are. <laughs> I'm loving it. We have but none other than the world famous
4: Mike Schulte.
2: Mike Schulte, everybody! Woo-woo-woo.
5: Woo. Woo-woo-woo. 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 Come on so down, good Mike! To be here. <laughs> Yay! First of all, I wanna say that this is exactly the way I pictured it. Anyone listening right now? The way I pictured it in my head was you guys like six inches away from each other's face, staring into each other's eyes, (laughs) and and just having conversations back and forth. That is exactly what's happening in the studio. (laughs) Yes, that is what happens. You're closer than I expected. You guys to be face to face. It's
4: unbelievable. We're
2: really close.
4: Yes, in more ways than one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, lots of of ways. Almost all the ways. Almost. Not all of them. Not all of them.
4: Anyway, (laughs) Mike, you. We're so happy to have you here. What's really exciting, too, is that you have a show coming up. It's February 26th. It's a Saturday at the Paramount at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Because you're a part of...
2: The Pork Tornadoes!
5: The worst-named band in America, everybody.
4: I've always had a question about that band name yeah. actually. What's
5: up? Where did it come from? It's it's not as cool of a story as you would like. <laughs>
4: okay, I'm the, ready to be let down.
5: The band the band <laughs> our show our show is actually celebrating our we're coming up on 15 years of being a band. That's impressive. It's that's just crazy, right? Yeah. But back in the day we didn't have a name, so the band used to come up with different names every show, mm-hmm. which turns out that's really not a good idea if you're trying like if you guys change the name if of you're your trying podcast to get a following. Every episode is probably not a good idea. So right. the band decided that whatever the next stupid name they came up with was going to be the name and they were driving to a show and a tornado had hit a pig farm and the wacky fm dj was like it was a pork tornado and somebody in the car was like that's, <laughs> that's our it. band name that's the one fully assuming we wouldn't be a band for more than 6 more months after that and then oh, look here at we that. are
4: 15 well, years later wow i feel like that's kind of a I I like that's that actually, i like that story it's i okay. think it's fun it's it like could an be a only lot. i an mean, it's interesting Iowa type of story it was a pork tornado. Don't ever.
5: <laughs> whoa, you can hear like they got sound effects in the background.
4: Do you know my brain immediately went to Twister when there was a cow Mine too. Yeah.
5: That was our original logo. It was as dumb as you think. It had like a poorly drawn tornado with a pig coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And wasn't good. That's adorable. Also, recommendation to anyone, don't Urban Dictionary Pork Tornado.
4: Oh, oh, now I'm going to have to.
2: Alex!
4: <laughs> Thank you, sir.
5: <laughs> He's already... Alex
4: is fun. on it. <laughs> I love it. Now so 15 years, that's a long time. Yeah.
5: its It's been a crazy wild ride, and things have gotten... I always wanted to be a rock star, and I thought it was going to be where I was going to be in some original band and like write the next Limp Bizkit album kind mm-hmm. of a thing, and sure. it never happened. Then I joined a cover band, and turns out that was my f- way to them Yeah. In but a cover you're, band.
2: You're not only in a cover band. You are also a real tour. Real tour. Real tour.
5: <laughs> That's
4: how apparently you say it. Real tour. Real We
2: learned. That's there's how no a, it's spelled. There's no
5: I so. in there. It's real tour. My
4: real tour never told me that. <laughs> so I'm upset with you, Christy. So Let me know whenever that. you want that Urban Dictionary. I definitely. would love to write Like actually. I
5: said, I don't think we need to know that.
2: No, we need to. Tell us.
5: I think
4: Alex should tell us.
5: So, oh, Mike, I, are you saying we should just, just keep the listener from knowing this? Yeah, I'm just saying they've already pulled their phone out at this point. But they might be driving. A pork
0: tornado. There's two definitions here. Oh, God. Um, The first is when a male thrusts his sweaty scrotum into the folds of an overweight woman's labia, twisting in a (laughs) counterclockwise motion 360 degrees, causing intense pleasure slash thoughts of food. (laughs) For sorry, this woman I said don't I read can't. it Weird. I, I said know. don't read it I had no idea <laughs> This was about to be- Oh no <laughs> so the, the, the fat shaming here is not great Not great, okay, I'm d- not
4: a fan <laughs> We do
2: not practice fat shaming
0: No, no, no one should do this Absolutely move. not, but I am glad we looked this up Number two <laughs> is when a dude drops his raging, pulsating boner into a blender and presses frappe not as cool
5: as the first one. Oh my god. <laughs> wow.
4: Cool.
0: Is that well, the or, or whatever. <laughs>
5: I just
4: I wow, I have a lot and of And now feelings.
5: I want to preface this with the fact that the band name came before Urban Dictionary. Sure. So I would like to preface that. Yeah. I would also like to mention that I heard at one point <laughs> the Sweet Corn Festival uh wanted us to play and then someone on their committee, an old person found our definition. They Googled us and, oh, and an Urban Dictionary came up, and they said you can't play.
4: Oh, that's what? so unfortunate. Yeah. I also heard that story. That's
2: a bummer.
5: You know, that's it's okay though; it's understandable,
4: right? But also, I have to tell you, <laughs> I, as a person who loves, 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 loves you guys when you guys play, because I've seen you guys a couple times. I'm such a fan of covers, and like you guys do such a good job of doing all your covers. I think, like, cause I feel like you can always. You can find people who just you know replicate the same stuff, but you guys add your own flair to it. And I love it. We I try to so take a
5: song that people already love. Yeah, you already know the song, right?
4: And then let, let's change it up
5: a little bit. Yeah, let's add absolutely. a little flair. Let's mm-hmm. add a little guitar to a to a Taylor For Swift sure. song that doesn't have guitar. You know, just mm-hmm. change it up a little yeah.
4: bit. Yeah. Um. I have to ask you. Have you ever done share? No. Okay. So I'm offended. What? But <laughs> if we were go- if we were
5: going to do a song, what song? If I could
4: turn back time, I also not was- believe. I mean, that nah, would also be a good one, but also, I was I, the song came on the radio when I was coming to your house today. Oh, okay. And so I was thinking about it. I was like, I think Mike should play this. Okay. That song.
5: Yeah. Okay. I like it. I saw Sharon concert once.
2: <gasps> I'm oh, a yeah, It was a good awesome. Sharon's
5: incredible. I love her.
2: Do you guys do any Tupac?
5: Uh, we're talking about adding California love. Ooh. You th- what do you think about that?
2: I feel like you could do better.
5: For a Tupac song, yes, of course. But uh, for a for a well known song that is easy for maybe to for me to rap, which is oh, you're gonna rap? <laughs> I am the rapping drummer.
2: Oh, you're gonna rap? The
4: rapping
5: drummer, Mike I am Schulte, ra- I am the yeah. only rapping drummer in America.
2: Wow, wow, uh, not, not he's true. right here at our <laughs> table. right
5: here in wow. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Very poorly. Do I do <laughs> Gangsters Paradise and Lizzo? Truth hurts, but I do them. <clears throat> Oh, um, hurts
4: would be fine. I would see. love to see you do that. I,
5: I, I do it. I need you can to come see. to the I'm, Paramount okay, Theater. Great. Eight Actually, you know what? Two, two tickets everybody. for you guys. Would you like to date and go to the show? Oh my God, Sarah, do you want to go on a date?
2: Kind of. Okay. Two because you know that I don't fucking pay for myself on a date,
5: <laughs> right? Feels like you. actually never uh, mind. Yeah, no, but, <laughs> yeah no, no, even if I ask, tickets are free at least. Tickets are free. Then you got to pay
4: for hard part yeah. down, Caleb. Right?
2: Yes, we'll go. <laughs> I accept on our behalf. Perfect. We'll figure it out. Love it. Caleb will figure out how to get me there.
4: <laughs> right. I'll figure out how to get off work. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Yeah, we'll have it. Yeah, okay, it'll be fine. Thank you. Thank
2: you. I do love
0: Coolio. This is the karaoke version, so Mike, you can do it. Oh, <laughs> this is a lot of pressure.
2: All right, Mike.
0: No, I'm joking. I'm totally I walk
5: to oh. the valley of the shadow. I'm <laughs> well, sorry. <I> was going. <laughs> 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 the moment's over. Too I'll late tell you now. what the best moment of that song when we play that live. It's become a staple. Is the third verse? Power and the money, money and the power. Minute after minute, we cut out, and the crowd yells. Hour after hour, that's a cool moment. That is cool. That is that's fun. I like that. We've been we, fifteen years of playing the same songs develops the same these weird little moments in mm-hmm. time where it just becomes a thing and people do it and it's pretty awesome.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, that is fun. I can't wait to see.
5: Yes. Yes.
2: And the other thing that Mike does, besides playing in a band and being oh, yes. a real tour.
4: Real Tour. Real Tour. He's a podcaster. A
2: podcaster. Just like us. But not just like us because I've seen our analytics. Oh, well. And I know that we are not doing what Mike's doing.
5: No, Mike is crushing this game.
2: Crushing it with the Confused Breakfast podcast.
5: Well, I appreciate that. I like when I meant when I reached out to you, I think the cool thing about what you guys are doing is that you're on a local network which is very centric to localized we want everybody around here to listen, but you the way you guys do your show, the topics you cover are completely global. And I think that's the cool thing about your podcast is there's no ceiling to what you guys do. As more people keep hearing this, I do think you guys are going to continue to have growth on this show.
4: We well, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Thanks, Mike.
5: I would think everybody listening feels the same way. There's a reason they're listening. Uh-huh. They right. obviously like you guys, but they realize that these conversations are true. I, I, didn't, I didn't know you guys personally, but I could tell that you were not putting on personas when you were doing the show. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. And that was the cool thing. I didn't realize you were that close together. Like your faces when
4: you Physically talked. Physically close. I wish we could be, I wish we could be closer. <laughs> honestly. I
2: kind of to do too.
4: We could just share a mic. <laughs>
0: yeah. Can I just sit on your lap? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Next time.
2: <laughs> anyway. Anyway.
4: That was really nice. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, you're welcome. We you, I also forgot that. That I was angry at you, so now.
2: Oh shit!
6: I thought we were like moving past. I
4: know it. that I forgot that I was mad at you. I came back up.
5: Okay. Have you called him Caleb Exotic yet? Have you done that?
2: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be my friend again one day. Horrendous. So.
5: How dare you? Yeah. My apologies.
4: Better you than me, Mike.
2: Better you than me. But today, we're not here to talk about Caleb's haircut or his hat or how he doesn't resemble Joe Exotic. Thank you. We are here to talk about privilege.
4: That was so nice. Your voice is so beautiful.
2: That was getting into my tenor. Yeah. Tenor, bass, baritone. Yeah,
4: it was nice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, privilege. privilege. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And like going back to what Mike said, that we have these conversations that are, you know, global issues, the things that are relatively uncomfortable mm-hmm. sometimes to address, but we like to talk about it because it's the stuff that we. It matters. It matters, absolutely. Yeah.
2: And let's just mention the fact that me, cute little brown Sarah.
4: Adorable. Beautiful.
2: Adorable. Yes. And kind.
4: And intelligent. God damn it.
2: <laughs> and sweaty. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm sweaty and a little tipsy from the wine. Right. That, that could be adding. But I am surrounded by two white men. My favorite. Mm-hmm. To talk about privilege. Yes. I love it.
4: Right. Early, you told me you have affinity.
2: I did <laughs> I was explaining to Caleb That I have this really weird thing Going on with white men <laughs> So you should explain <laughs> it on so air weird. Right Exactly I know yeah. And now I, I think this is like A little deep dive into trauma Oh sure Right But I like love hate white men Okay Because I feel like Every white man Has like rejected me Now remember I have white parents Okay So this is like Some father issues Okay But also like the first crushes I had were white boys mm-hmm. and they never liked me back.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
2: So I get into this weird thing where it's like, fuck white men in particular, but also like, fuck me, white men. <laughs> 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 so it's complicated. I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Right.
5: Love, hate relationship Okay. It is. It's it. a, mm-hmm. it's a
2: big love, hate thing. Yeah. So I was like excited, but also like part of me, is like, girl, white men, girl. Did, did you feelings. grow up around here? Yes.
5: Would you? What would you say uh, your immediate community was like? Black or white? White, Pre- predominantly. Yes. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense then.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: It was the majority of the males you encountered yourself with.
2: It was. And then I discovered black men, and I was like, "I am never fucking looking back.
4: I am out of here." <laughs> well, what, and what do they say when you go black? You can never go back. Yes, they right. say that. They, they do. Say they that. say that. That's the thing it's that true. people say.
2: <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they said. Have you guys ever gone black? No. Have you nope. ever come? See, if you would have went, you <laughs> never would have gone back, but you haven't been there.
5: We haven't gone.
4: No, actually, I feel like we had this conversation when we did the Never Have I Ever. I
2: know. Episode. I knew you hadn't. I just didn't want to like single Mike out. Here. <laughs> Mike. So I was trying. Yeah, Mike, Mike would tell us about you. So I was including you, too. But we're here to talk about privilege today, and I'm Absolutely. really excited. And this is going to be a <laughs> That's great an exciting thing <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> I'm excited because I think it's going to be a great conversation.
4: Absolutely, and I think what's important, too, to know is that we've already talked about privilege in some way on this podcast before, and, like, acknowledging our own privilege is something that I think is something is, is important for <coughs> Sarah and I mm-hmm. to do in our lives. But talking about what privilege is, people's reaction to it, I think is kind of interesting, uh, interesting and important to talk about. And I think it's also important to note, too, Then, Mike, you're our first cis white hetero able bodied man in this.
5: Am I the first guest overall? No.
4: No. Okay. We've had others.
2: Others unothered. Others
4: (laughs) unothered. Yeah. But
2: they've been othered. Right. I think. Or in a way that is very obviously othered. How about that?
5: Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So we're like breaking the boundaries.
4: Right. We're breaking that glass ceiling. Yeah.
2: yeah shattering that <laughs> shattering. shit. <laughs> the
3: first time ever
2: we're going to have these conversations. I yes. I know. I'm so excited. Caleb, <laughs> you happen to have all of our questions oh, you on your side of the table. Phone.
4: Okay. That's fine. That's great.
2: Well, you combined them
4: all. Oh, that's true.
2: So uh, I'm going to let you take it away.
4: Okay. Sure. Love bug. Love bug. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, so one of the first questions I think I had, for you mike was what is what is your reaction to the word privilege when it comes in conversations about race
5: yeah that's i think that's tough because i think i think growing up you don't know any of these things you just assume that everything's fine right like that that everybody's on the same path as you and you know like you see the you see photos of like young kids it's it's a black kid and a white kid and they're playing together and it's like before there was any hint of race like we were all the same right Mm -hmm. and and something something happens along the way Mm -hmm. where like things change right and Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's just the the older culture around us that like seeps into these young minds uh but like privilege you know i i grew up middle class i grew up in st louis missouri for 14 years and I would say it was 50-50 for black and white for me. So it was like this is just normal. Mm-hmm. But then I think when I came to Iowa to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I went to Xavier High School when I moved
2: Ooh. here.
5: <coughs> and it was it That's was huge. Yeah, it was, you know, you got to you got to keep that Catholic religion going, right. you know Absolutely. what I mean, you know? Yes. And I I went there and there was maybe like One black person in the school, which is
2: different from how it was Mm -hmm. in St. Louis. Completely
5: different, and it was a very rich culture there too. Like, I was almost when when it comes to race, yeah, I was in among this cultured group of like people that we didn't really have any interaction. But when it came to like uh, income, like all of a sudden, I I was feeling that there was differences. Mm -hmm. You know, like my family was just. Yeah, okay, my parents are doing the best they can to send me to get a good education where there was some there was some money differences in life. That was maybe Mm -hmm. one of the first times where I realized that like you 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 feel it in a different way. You feel it like, oh, I maybe I was here, but then I've been supplanted in another aspect of life where I'm not at the top of the pole anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where the first time where I ever started noticing things like that. Sure.
4: And I think I can also, I can relate to that cause I went to private school. Yeah. Like my, I went to a, like a private college preparatory Christian high school. <coughs> and I think I, I remember like maybe like two or three black kids yeah. in school with me at all period.
2: Really? Yeah. Did you have Hispanic kids?
4: Yeah, but I would say, like, in New Mexico, like, everybody's Everyone's part Hispanic. Hispanic. Okay. Well, not everybody. There's a lot of white people, but, like, there's a lot of mixed Latino, white. I, just, I don't know. Like, when I was growing up, I, just, I w- didn't see a lot of black people. Okay. But, but yeah. Hmm. So that's, like, I guess a privilege in some ways, like, to go yeah. to private school. I would mm-hmm. say right. so. For sure. Um, so I can relate to that, for sure. Uh, it wasn't until I went to college in Chicago where I was, like, Oh my god! (laughs) Right, like it was just like it was kind of like a culture shock in some way. It was like, wow, like I didn't know (laughs) there were this many black people in the U.S. Right, a
5: culture shock of culture.
4: Yeah, one hundred percent because I had been so sheltered in my life, like going to private school my whole life, and then like going to school in Chicago I was like oh wow the world is so much more colorful and diverse yeah (laughs) wow 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 you gonna make it all right I don't know I
2: don't know no it's just it's cute and I think it also makes me just realize like we all come from such different places 100%
4: yeah yeah oh empathy Empathy. Empathy. Um I don't know, Sarah. Where is where's is your text message to me? <laughs> Here we are. Um okay, here's an interesting question. When was the last time you were ever a minority in a space?
5: Okay. Um you know what, the, this is this is probably not the the last time, but mm-hmm. it's the immediate thing that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like that. I went, to, I went with my brother and my wife to a USA soccer game in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was the finals of the Gold Cup against Mexico. There were 70,000 people in, in Soldier Field, and 60,000 of them were Hispanic, Mexican uh, supporters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that was one of the first times in my life that I felt like in danger because of who I was. Because of what my race was mm-hmm. and where I was from, and like I was in the bathroom, uh, there was a line of, uh, in the bathroom at halftime, and there was just it was like ten deep for each urinal. Mm-hmm. And I remember like we're just having a good time. Mexico's up one nothing, and everybody's just singing songs. And I'm just having, I had a couple beers, we're having a good time. I'm not realizing I'm in danger, and the the guy behind me like tapped on my shoulder. He's like, "Hey man, look around you. You know where look look where you're at." And I'm realizing that I'm the only. American in this room Mm -hmm. and he like lifted up his shirt and showed a knife to me. Oh, as I was like, it was next in line to go pee and I had to pee really bad and I couldn't I just, I was like, well, I can't do this anymore because there's a guy standing behind me with a knife and I'm going to leave. And like, I don't know. I don't know if that is that a comparison to anything you've been through before Sarah? Like, I, I don't know how to compare that scenario to other forms of, of that type of, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, well, no one's ever like pulled a knife on me in a bathroom. Um, but I feel like for me most of the time and probably just because of where we live and where I go and the way I present myself, most of it's microaggressions. Okay. Like no, it's a rare day that someone's like, fuck you cause you're black, you know, out loud. Um, yeah,
5: but you notice it. You don't. They don't come out and say
2: it, but you. Oh, they don't you come notice out and say it. it. But they'll do things like one. I know this is a really odd comparison, but after I gave birth to my son, I gained like eighty pounds. I was fucking huge. I was like two hundred pounds. I'm five feet tall, so for me that's big. And when I would go out to like restaurants or the gas station or Hy-Vee. People treated me like shit. Like no one would hold a door. It was really odd. And then when I like lost all the weight, everyone was back to holding doors for me and being like, here's your change and like have a great day. And I was like, that's weird. And so I can tell like when when people will talk to five people in front of me in a line and then I come and then they don't say anything. And I'm like, well, that's weird because I came here yesterday and the other cashier spoke to me. But now you're not. Or, like, that security guard that maybe moved the stupid-ass car. Right. That shit was a no-no. <laughs> and that happens a lot. So, no, no one will be like, you're fucking black and I hate you. But the way that they act tells me that they don't like me, probably because I'm black. Okay. And I wear a full afro most of the time. Yeah. So, I'm, like, black pride. Here we go. Yeah, bumping rap music and shit. It's It's like a black party over here. So, there's never a mistake as to, like, what I represent or what's <laughs> going on. Um, yeah, but people aren't as bold to me.
4: Right. And I, I feel like maybe like your experience, Mike was like, not like singular. I'm not trying to like, I don't know, negate it or anything, but definitely sports games can be, can get rowdy. Mm -hmm. Correct. Like
5: that could be a Cowboys versus whoever team. Well, for sure. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah. And I think like there's like there's a level of like I think discomfort sometimes that I feel like when I've been out with past boyfriends, and like we either hold hands or show any kind of level of affection, and like I, like immediately you can no- like notice like eyes on you, and it's like, oh, <laughs> it's just the like, this subtle is so weird it's like it's uncomfortable things to yeah. yes,
2: that create for you extreme mm-hmm. discomfort but can't right. always be verbalized, right, but you feel it
5: right, yeah, but i but I don't get i don't <laughs> i mean like. I'm a white male in, right. in America, mm-hmm. you know, like that's why that's the only thing that comes to my head immediately mm-hmm. is cause like, I don't really ever have those scenarios where, right. where right. I feel like someone's treating me different. Sure.
2: So when that happened, like, what did you do? Did you go tell your friends like, Oh shit, guess what just happened? And is this because I was white? Like What happened
5: then? I I just, I went back to my seats and I was almost over, I I went from having a great time to Mm -hmm. not having a good time anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was almost very protective now of my brother and my wife just being like, all right, we got to like, I got to be mindful of my situation now, Mm -hmm. which I've never, I float through life like whatever, Mm -hmm. who cares? But then all of a sudden now you're like mindful of who you're around and what you're saying and what you're doing. That's a weird, it's a weird feeling that I had never had before. Mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> <clears throat>
4: that that could be very uncomfortable slash i mean like you were threatened essentially that's, uh, yeah that's not that's not okay <laughs> like, no, look, at, look
5: not. at this beard like I, i'm a i i got like a lumberjack shirt on. Like, nobody, shirt, nobody, it. nobody messes beard? with me yeah like, then all of a sudden now people are gonna mess with me right i don't like
4: this well i guess they had like numbers on their side you know like in terms of like in terms of like there were so much more people going for Mexico than there were for going for the USA. Yeah. Right. And so, in some way, there's almost kind of like an, an, an anonymity and like maybe some of the violence that. Well, and, could and have been we, an witnessed, we
5: witnessed a ton of violence outside of the stadium oh, where, sure. where you have your. Where, where I feel like maybe my um, personality traits and how I was raised taught me to like, oh, whoa, okay, you're in a weird situation. How about you just tone it down and just right. be mindful? There were, of course, so many other. White American males that were just like fuck because USA ended up winning, so mm. then they're blabbing their mouths to, sure. and I saw shit. so many just pop pop pops, you know, like yeah. people ganging up on some dude that's entire, and I mean I don't know I, I that could have easily been me, but sure. I was just like no nope, I I see where I'm at here yeah. I. I need to chill out a little bit.
4: I lived in Chicago and I remember like living in Wrigley Field like Wrigley <laughs> Wrigleyville, like the area and like just seeing fights all over yeah. the place. Just like for sports. Like, oh cool, cute. <laughs> oh this cool, cute. Adorable. Good job, guys. <laughs> You're crushing it. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen that, Sarah?
2: No, because I don't really like sports. Right, me neither. I'm here to but say. It's, yeah. It's a thing that people get upset about. I do think it's just really interesting that, Mike, you had mentioned that that was the first time you had to be, like, mindful and aware of what you said and how you were acting. My kids are learning (laughs) Ebonics, which is, like, black speak. (laughs) It's our own little language. And sometimes they'll say some shit that's Ebonic-y, and my mom will be like, why are you letting your kids talk like that? So I've had to tell my kids, like, listen, you can't talk like this around white people. You have to only talk like this at home around mom and dad. And it's really weird. But I have to teach my kids to be mindful of that shit wherever we go. Right. Because if white people hear us be like, be like or say, don't be doing that. Then they're like, oh shit, here's this little ghetto superstar family. Right. And make assumptions. It's just really interesting.
4: That is interesting. To
2: hear, well, for me to hear, you know, that you had an experience where you had to be mindful. And I wish that other people had that experience of like, if where you get that if you're not mindful and careful, something bad could happen.
5: Here's here's the problem, I think, with so many situations. If you take people that are in the majority (laughs) and they have zero experience of what it's like to be in the minority. This is with anything. This is with Mm. like... For instance, working in the service industry. I think that's a minority. Oh, for sure. And if if the majority had to work one day in the service industry, they would be like, I got it. I will treat you with respect. Where the same way, like, if if you could take every privileged white person and give them one day of what it's like to not have privilege, I just think it would change. Because I'm not making excuses. I just think some people just don't know. Mm -hmm. They have no clue. And if you could just experience, like walk a mile in my shoes, whatever those sayings are, if you could just seriously experience that, mm-hmm. and you're a you're a rational good person, you can take that with you forever to be like, oh okay, some people have it different than than I do in many different situations, and I should just be a cool person about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: But I I don't know I. It, Am I coming? I would no, love for you to correct I, 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 everything. No, I agree with that. Assuming. Yeah.
4: Like, I think, like, I see on um, so many different, like, Facebook groups that oh. I'm on about service, like, ser- the service industry that, like, I wish so many people would work a day in the service industry, <laughs> like, working in Just restaurants. One. Because it would definitely change your perspective on, like, how you treat service <laughs> yes. staff. Like, it, like okay, live off of a server's income and having to make tips right. for one year. Do it for one Just year. Just do it. Just try. And, like, make rent and do all the things. And then also deal with the way that people treat yeah. you. It's horrendous. Is I
1: that, mean, there
4: are a lot of people who are really good and really caring and whatnot. But, like, I feel there are some times where people are just like, oh, this drink didn't come fast enough. Here's, <laughs> like, two cents for your tip. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, thank you. Great. Or, like, cool. no tip. You or know? no like, tip. Yeah. I got a no tip the other day. It was actually, like, it was so frustrating. It was just like, do you know what? Whatever. I, I can't care about this right now because there's other things going on. <clears throat> but serve sort served of this table. Got them all their food, checked in on them multiple times, and then, like, dropped off their check. And there was just, like, no tip. And I was like, oh, cool. I don't know what that's about. Like,
5: fun times. Is that a privilege to be eating out in public? Like, to go to a fancy restaurant? That's a great question.
4: Also, I mean, because I feel like a lot of people felt like they were entitled to it during the pandemic, right? Like, I need to be able to go out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I guess. Like, Screw yeah, screw the lives and the health of the people who have to serve you. But <laughs> cool, great, yeah, absolutely. We'll open up this restaurant for you.
5: Yeah, no, no big deal. Don't worry about it. Right,
4: but then also on the other hand, too, there's the people who work in the service industry who rely on that yeah. kind of income too. So it was a, a double edged sword, which was a whole struggle for the the shutdown right. that we had. But
5: Sarah, do you think what I said like? is realistic like do you think people would actually it's easy for me to say that
2: i was going to ask you guys if you had the opportunity to be black men for a week would you want to
5: i i guess i never thought about i mean i think i yeah i always try to take the mentality of my whole life is like i do want to be inclusive and i do want to know about as many things as i can know about so I I I think I'd probably take that if if that was a realistic opportunity. I feel like I'd take that for a lot of different avenues. Maybe that makes me a a better person to be able to to realize more and to mm-hmm. to figure out because I again I can sit here and pretend I know. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure I understand how that feels, but I don't. Mm-hmm. And I that would be the way for me to actually know. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know.
4: I mean, yeah, I feel like I. I feel like you'd almost kind of have to, like you would...
2: But really, if someone was like, okay, you start tomorrow.
5: Magic wand,
2: like... And you're going to be a black man. And not only are you going to have to move through the world as a black man, you're going to have to be a gay black man. So not only are you fucking oppressed, Caleb, you're double oppressed. That would be a lot. That'd be a lot. Mm -hmm. And Mike, all this power that you move through the world with... Look at this power. And your plaid and and
4: your beard. I can do
5: whatever I want. That shit would go away.
2: (laughs) Okay. You'd just be another black man trying to make it trying to make it I would love to be white for like a day not for long right but that'd be cool I'm like I could just like cut in line <laughs> I've been doing this thing I don't know if I've ever told you about my experiment with white people walking no so one thing I notice as a black woman especially is when I'm walking on a sidewalk and I walk past white people they never move never fucking move I could literally walk into you and I don't think you'd move. So one day I was like, I'm just going to try not moving and see how many people move. No one fucking moves. They get Are you within bumping an,
5: into each other? Yes.
2: They get within an inch of me and will let me almost just run into them without moving. And I was like, that is the fucking Ugh. weirdest thing. Because they expect me to move. Every time they expect me to move. And I was like, I'm not fucking going to move anymore. <laughs> God damn it. And. We get down to like, I literally think we're going to run into each other and they'll step just far enough aside that I can get past.
5: But you keep walking straight. I keep walking straight. There you go.
2: But Mm -hmm. I'm like, I could just run into whoever I wanted to. If I was a white (laughs) woman walking down the sidewalk, I could just keep on walking and just go. And you know, I've been like driving and I've had white people feel the need to yell at me from the sidewalk that they think I'm speeding and tell me to slow down. Has that ever happened to you guys?
4: <laughs> one time when I was in high
5: school.
2: In high school. In I'm high a grown ass yeah. woman. <laughs> right. This shit has, it's not just happened once.
5: On the way here. Right. Yeah. When Hill and I were driving here. But I'm
2: like, what is with people telling me that, why, why do they think they can correct my driving? I actually one time yeah. stopped the car and <laughs> fucking hit reverse and got out. I was like, what the fuck did you just say? Oh she God. was like, oh. but I was like, do you have a speedometer? I'm like, how do you know how fast I'm going? But I'm just like I just think of all the things I could do as a white person that I can't do now. <laughs> I could speed. Right. I could ho- I have the whole sidewalk to myself. What else could I do? I don't know.
4: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. The opportunities are endless. <laughs> well, I think like the problem with privilege is like you don't know that you have it until like it until you're kinda confronted with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's like been my experience as a white person that like Learning about privilege has been kind of a growing experience for me that I'm constantly kind of being confronted in some way. If I'm open to it, being confronted with my privilege. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: That, like, things like the sidewalk situation, like, wouldn't experience, like, wouldn't know that that was, I guess, a privilege in some way until somebody like you would tell me. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, like, I think, like, last time we talked about black Twitter and all these experiences that people talk about on Twitter. That are shared amongst many people, many black people that like, yeah, space is inherently for white people and like black people have to move out of the way all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's interesting to have, like to think about then for like for that to be your experience as well. It's like, oh wow. I never would, ex- would never would have expected. Like I just assumed that like the way that I move through the world is the same way that everybody moves yeah. through the world. But mm-hmm. that's not the same. And it's, like, it's not the case.
2: Do you think if you were to wear like a scarlet letter that said, I'm gay. Like, would it
4: change? Right. I mean,
5: yeah. <laughs> that's, that's way different because R- right. people can't necessarily know. Right. Like, like race kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. For
4: sure. And then, But then there are people who, like, there's a friend of mine who um, just dresses very flamboyantly and, like, um, has, like, painted nails um, and is just very feminine presenting. And they get shouted at like they get like shit talked to them all the time and it's 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 frustrating too and like I know like in most places that people meet me at, it's usually at the restaurant that I work at and I'm usually like I'm usually in charge because I've worked in the industry for long enough and I like I have a name attached to like what it is that I do so I have a little bit of privilege there but like I okay so maybe this is a joke a bit but one time one person told me that I could pass for straight if I never reacted to anything and if I never opened my mouth, I <laughs> which I thought say, just was that just that like, like, <laughs> like that right yeah, there. Yeah, just a little hair, a head flip. Yeah. Yep. That like I I I guess in some way like I just expressed myself flamboyantly, which I love the word flamboyant. But um, and somebody had told me that, and I thought that was hilarious because we were actually talking about my my boyfriend at the time, and now he like is just passes for straight like all the time. Mm. Um. But they're like, but you, Caleb, if you never reacted to anything or opened your mouth, like, you could pass for straight. And I was like, oh, okay, damn. So that's... If you just
2: stop being, basically.
4: Right, essentially.
2: Just sit.
5: Yeah, just stop being who you are, then, mm-hmm. then right. everything's going to be fine. Exactly. Yep. But,
4: I mean, so it is, like, I, like I said, like, there have been times where I've been with the person that I'm dating, that we hold hands or whatever, where, at a restaurant, that's, you definitely get looks, it makes you feel uncomfortable. So it's, like, it's difficult to... I don't know. Move through the spaces sometimes or to be unsure about like your safety or like your, I don't know, if people are going to talk shit to you. Fuck people. I, well, I yeah. think
5: that's a universal truth right there. I mean,
4: right. Um, I guess I have like another question for you, Mike. Um,
2: How about we take a breaky break first? Oh, yeah.
4: Well, I will come to that question after our break. <laughs> Just
2: hold tight. Okay, hold bug. tight. <laughs> we'll be right back.
4: Oh, my God, Sarah.
2: What's up, Caleb?
4: What do ACDC, Stone Temple Pilots, Genesis, and Maroon 5 have in common?
2: Hmm. They're all men with beards. <laughs>
4: Close. The Pork Tornadoes. <laughs> I was number one party band is playing at the Paramount Saturday, February 26th at 8.
2: Ooh. It, you know what? I did hear about that. We'll be celebrating the 15th anniversary of the band, featuring both old throwback tunes for longtime fans and current band favorite hits.
4: I heard the tickets were only $20. Oh,
2: <gasps> that's true. And for the VIP experience, it's only $50. You get access to the private pre-show event, exclusive merch, premium seating, and more.
4: Oh my god. So, I...
2: are we getting tickets?
4: We have to. Sarah, I cannot wait to sing Phil Collins with you.
2: Caleb, me too. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Hold on. Woo.
4: Yeah. We might have to practice a bit.
2: Let's practice. We'll be ready.
4: We'll be ready by the 26th. See
2: you then.
6: Oh, hey there, bud. I'm Craig Johnson, the host of Creating Crap with Craig, the new bi-weekly podcast here on the LAS Podcast Network. Every episode, I'll be talking with a new creative person from painters to musicians, designers to writers, in an interview-style format with hard-hitting, burning questions, such as, how are you? Do you have any pets? And also, why? So join me as I bully all of my friends and family into coming on my show so I finally have someone to talk to. Creating Crap with Craig will release every other Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And if you want to help support our endeavors, subscribe to LAS+. For more information, go to LASpodcastnetwork.com. Creating Crap with Craig, where we love both alliteration and creation.
1: L.A.S.
2: Blizzack.
4: We're bizzack. Bizzack.
2: With the one blizzack. All right, you didn't like that joke. <laughs> I was That's like, wait, fine. what? It's fine. You I think I would have liked it, it if you kept
5: going. I think if you would have hit another verse I on was that. waiting
2: for some type of affirmation from Caleb. I just wasn't sure making what was me happening. me self-conscious today. Am I? I don't know if we're on good terms or if we're still quarreling or what's going on.
5: We are quarreling. <laughs> okay. It does. There's a little tension in the room. I can feel it. Yeah. Is it palpable? It's palpable.
2: palpable.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Word of the day.
4: Palpable. When <laughs> love. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. So one thing rude. Oh, you
4: No, go ahead. You, no you. Because you were no. teasing our No you.
2: Okay. Well let me <laughs> fucking see the questions and I will. They for, for our listeners, their faces have moved
5: further apart. Yes. It's not as intimate as it was when no, we started. We're it's now not. eight inches apart <laughs> instead
2: of six. Our Mike, Mike Schulte. Hi. In what ways do you consider yourself an ally?
5: Uh, You mean, in, so explain that a little bit more.
4: Okay, how about, when you hear the word allyship, what does that mean to you? What do you think that lo- that looks like?
5: Um, I think that, to me, I think that is... Ally meaning, like, um, someone you can trust, friend. Uh, so that would tell me, like, uh, allyship would be with someone that's of a different race, of a different sexuality, that that I feel like I can be someone to help. Not to help, but uh, someone you could, that they could come to, maybe. Is that, mm-hmm. am I on the right thing it's here? It's your
2: own yeah. definition. Right. Whatever it it's means my own? to you, yeah.
4: Allyship can be a lot of different things, I think. I agree. And I think it depends, too, on, like, hmm, how do I go about talking about allyship? <laughs> it is it is complicated, and I think, like, in so many ways, like, and maybe this is a bigger question to you, maybe because you, as a, as a rock star, have a little bit more of, like, a public, <laughs> I don't know, voice, maybe. Um, that allyship, for me, is, like, support of, Black liberation or the gay And you agenda.
2: work to educate yourself. I think right. that's definitely a form of oh, allyship as 100%. well. 100%. That you
4: um, particularly... Yeah, and I think also, too, like, you know, making sure that you are a person who is accessible to people. Yeah. Who are,
3: that
5: they Inclusive. Can come to you. Yeah, for well, sure. maybe I can ask you a question then, because mm. this, was, this was a big deal that happened, like, during Black Lives Matter, was this was all different than it's ever been, right? I mean, when the George Floyd thing happened... This was for, for, I guess for better, this was a a step up into like the world and how we reacted to those situations where the band, let's look at it from a band perspective. We have never talked anything other than music. Like Mm -hmm. it is like we are playing this show and we are creating a safe space for people to just come have the time of their lives. Don't care who you are. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves. This is what we do we've never talked politics we've never endorsed anything mm-hmm. then all of a sudden that became a question that was being asked quite often of us like well when are you going to say something about this mm. and that was that was a really tough situation cuz all of us felt strongly about that mm-hmm. but we didn't want to open that door of like well now we're changing what this is just a getaway this is just this isn't meant to have any public stance about anything other than come have fun yeah we play music that's what it was but then but but then you tie that up with uh major artists of popularity Mm -hmm. would would definitely come out and say things and take stances which was so so awesome uh but then it caused that it caused that those arguments sure when they would say things and we're just like we just don't want to We can, on a personal level, do what we can, and Mm -hmm. and I remember particularly for me that was an important. What was that? The summer of Mm twenty. Yeah. What a what a insanely weird time in the world that was anyway. And then all this happened, and I I remember I I struggled a lot that summer to just be like, what is my place in all of this? Mm -hmm. What am I? How do I help? How do I make myself better? And that was just a. And then and then you had kind of. I don't want to call them a tax, a a tax, because that's the wrong word, but then you had that strong, like, why aren't you coming out and saying things, and why Mm. aren't you... Yeah, that's me. Sure. Well, no, and actually, you said that on an episode. I I remember you said that. In fact, there was a... I'll try to think about this while you guys talk. There's a a story in particular I thought of that let me try to remember, you know, along those lines.
4: Right, and I think... So, coming off of what you're talking about, I think there is, like, this pressure for people to take a stance and on facebook i actually just saw this too that like and this goes to something else that i wanted to talk to you about too is like cancel culture which i think is like grown more and i'd love to hear your perspective on it too but um that once you take a stance on anything like you're gonna have some kind of backlash from something and i remember specifically even working in the restaurants and like talking closely with the owners about like do we open the doors do we let people in are we going to get canceled and there were people who had very strong opinions about even like letting people dine indoors
5: you mean from the pandemic from the pandemic yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
4: like and this wasn't even like but this is before george floyd's murder like it was it was this whole thing like people on the internet were like tearing us down they're like oh well you guys don't care about the pandemic like, you don't care about people's lives because you're letting people like come into your restaurant and like as people who are like a, depend on the income yeah. from that restaurant like what am i supposed to do and then the owners of the business like well what is my business supposed to like fail and like yeah. look what's going to happen you know like what what do we do and then there are people who are like no open up and if you don't open up then like you're just a person <laughs> no matter fear, what you're just a sheep you know whatever and it's just mm-hmm. like you no know, matter which way you go you're like it's a lose-lose situation and you're kind of fucked either way yeah so like it's interesting to like talk about that like as a as a band like has which has nothing to do with Politics or anything, but like in your personal life, like what that meant to you and how you
5: experienced it. The, uh, how what, what meant to yeah. me in, partic- uh, in particular.
4: Well, I mean, not necessarily, but the, there is a difference between yeah. you as a person versus you as a band member and like being oh part yeah, of like the band. as like part of an organization. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like where See,
2: I can- I don't recognize the difference. Uh, For me, sure. I had a big conversation with my mom too during that time because I was like can you fucking post some Black Lives Matter shit up in here and she's like for one you're like the only black person so like no Mm -hmm. but also she's like you know what I believe individually is different from what I'm going to do organizationally that makes no sense in my mind Mm. like I get it but I don't get it because sure. if it was me as a black business owner, like that's not a choice I would have. Right. You know, okay. to choose. Yeah. So I always tell the white people in my life, like the fact that you have the choice or you're like, God, what should I do? That's a privilege. Because for me, like I woke up and I was pissed and I've never been unangry angry since. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just different, you know?
4: Totally. And I think actually I just saw, I also just saw this on Facebook too, is that like, The owners of the was it Crab yeah the Cajun
2: fucking the Cajun crab yeah
4: crab shack Shack, crab attack
2: yeah posted yeah
4: (laughs) posted some conversation that some like they DM'd the business and we're like oh you posted a picture of you hanging out with the Iowa City mayor who supports Black Lives Matter so we are never gonna come to your restaurant blah 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 and it was like. Oh.
2: This was on KCRG's news this morning at 6 a.m. So, this is big news wow. in the city. Yeah. But this racist woman saw a post that someone else posted at this restaurant. <laughs> With someone who supports BLM. And was like, well, you support the Iowa City mayor who supports BLM. So I can't even no crab shacks. Yep. Anymore. Nope. And they were like, you know what? As an organization, we're done with this shit. Like, we're calling this person out. So they posted it on yeah. Facebook. They got fired from their jobs. And now it's all over our fucking news. Right. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, you're dumb. Just shut up.
5: <laughs> <Isn't> <laughs> Stop <that> the, talking. <laughs> the, the good thing about social media is that all of the access to all of the things you need to know about is there. But Mm -hmm. then, then now you see the complete underbelly of it though, where I I just like, I had to get off of social media Mm -hmm. almost around that time because it was so unbelievably terrible Mm -hmm. how, how much worlds were clashing and how terrible of things people were saying that for me, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm a hippie at heart. I'm just like, Why, why, like for real, like, why is this a thing? Why are we hating each other? Mm -hmm. And so I, I've never understood that mentality. I don't have a, uh, any hatreds like that, that are, that were born into me or that were taught to me. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, I vividly remember in St. Louis, my great grandma was alive when I was young and we went over, me and my dad went over to her house and she like looked out the window and she... She dropped an N bomb, and was like, "Oh, oh look at, hell no, right? grandma, great grandma." Okay, Whew. and my dad, like to his credit, was kind of like, I kind of looked at my daddy's like, like got gave me the son. look, like, I got. This. We're gonna talk yeah, about this, right. you yeah. know, and and then we did have a conversation about it, and he's like, "You don't, you don't do that," and I've had conversations with my grandma, your great grandma, and it is so deeply ingrained in her that this is just. How she was raised, and this, and I'm thankful that I was not raised that way because it's not an excuse. But you mm-hmm. can definitely look at some people and be like, "Wow, like you, you were that was that was given to you. You didn't learn that, and you're just following who taught you on those things." And that's the that's the shitty part, I guess, is some people are never gonna undevelop hatred, right? Mm-hmm. You know. So hopefully, the younger gener as do you feel like as each generation comes along, do you think we're getting better?
2: I I did up until Trump oh, time. Oh, sure. That was a Ugh. scary time for me. <clears throat> I yeah, don't know if I, it was scary for you as a gay man. It was scary for me as a black woman. And especially like there towards the end, um, near election time, like I was scared to go out by myself. And I live on the northeast side with a lot of old white people. So everywhere I go, I'm literally every time the only black person, every gas station, every time at Hy-Vee. I was scared. Like, at nighttime, I was like, I'm not going, not going by myself, not going on the northeast side. I'll go over to the southeast side and where there's, like, colored people. But I'm not going to go out over here. I feel like it has made that part of our nation's history has made people... Feel less afraid with being like their bigoted, racist, fucking ableist, it, hateful stuff. It felt like
5: it was going the opposite way and now it, there was like a pedestal that was provided uh-huh. to be like, no, 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 we're all, look.
2: Yeah, it's okay. We're cool. Yeah, if right. we join together, we can all fuck shit up and no <laughs> one will say anything.
1: That was and a it weird was,
5: time.
4: It
2: was weird. I would like to think that we're getting more open.
4: I think so. And honestly, I think in general, I think with the, the kids that I've talked to, like there are some high schoolers that still work for me and- I I think that I've seen more of a of a change, I think, like, towards progress. That like, I think there are, like, more kids who don't give a fuck if you're gay, straight, bi, whatever. You know, like, there's just a little bit, like, who cares? Like, why would I, I give a shit about this? Because it's
2: just their normal life. Right. And I think that's
4: great. And I think a lot of that comes from representation. I think that we've talked about that a lot, too. And I think that, like... I think I would I would say the same about ra- racism or like anti-racism and I hope that's the case but I don't know if I've seen that as much I but know. I I I do think that there's I don't know a, a upward momentum I think with the younger generation I think
5: it's starting I think it's starting mm. where it needs to start it's starting mm. in groups like this mm-hmm. where mm. we are we are physically in a room together having some important conversations yeah. where nothing important can be done online. Right. Yes. And that, that was that was, like, you, c- you cannot actually say something important and change someone's mind online. Oh yeah. No. But no, we can happen. sit here and have a conversation and like, we might change each other's thoughts on some things or yeah. enlighten each other on something. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's what is happening is, is the younger generations are just having their own conversations about things. Be like, Oh, that's cool. Everything's mm-hmm. great. I don't have to listen to old person Facebook about this stuff. I'm just going to do my stuff. Right.
0: Yeah. Hey, guys, can I interrupt and just make a quick clarification on something you were saying before about the Crab Attack shop? Just because I want to make sure that everybody understands completely what that situation was, just in case there was any misunderstanding. Crab Attack is a black-owned business. Mm -hmm. Yes. In town. Right. Mm -hmm. And they received, just to clarify, they received a message from a racist woman about not coming in anymore because of affiliation whatever because she's racist and then that woman at her job not at Crab Attack got fired right. outside. I just want to make make it abundantly right. clear that the racism was not coming from Crab Attack but to them.
5: Thank you for that clarification
0: thank, thank all right. that's all.
5: Yes. And go eat at Crab Attack.
4: Yeah I've yeah. heard it's amazing Where is it, it at? It's reference. where Daisy's garage was on First Avenue. Oh yeah so like, Literally right over there. Oh yeah literally, Literally like five blocks that way <laughs> That way. That way. <laughs> Whatever direction that is. is that northeast.
2: <laughs> Whoa. I don't
4: know what that was. But. I
2: don't either.
4: Anyway, crab attack. Hooray. Cedar Rapids. Whoop! Black <laughs> one business. Whoop! <laughs> I'm here, here for faces it. I love it. Love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it.
2: I want to know one last quest- question. Pregunta. Una mas pregunta. Yeah, look at you. Una gosh. pregunta yeah, mas.
4: Por favor. Pregunta mas.
3: Okay. Yep.
2: Um, do you and your white homies talk about this stuff together?
5: I would say up until the summer of twenty twenty no mm. I don't think there was <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think there was any conversations about that, not maybe by choice, uh but maybe just by like privilege of mm-hmm. not having to have those conversations sure. yeah mm-hmm. like why 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 would you have those conversations if it's not affecting you or, and you can't do anything about it. Right. But I think I really do think things changed and I hopefully will look back on 2020 in general as like an insanely pivotal year in the world. 100%. I mean, so many won. things, yeah. so many things happened mm-hmm. that I do think I do feel like there. like, I had conversations with my parents about things like this mm-hmm. That That we all realized that we were on like the same page about things, mm-hmm. where we had never had we've never had to have those conversations before, so it might not be like the answer you want, where you're hoping that like everybody talks about this all the time now, mm-hmm. but i do I do really think, especially the younger you go, mm-hmm. I think that this stuff is now acceptable to and important to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? I do. I think that, like, I well,
3: mm,
4: I think having the conversation is so important. I think being open to having these conversations is so important too. And I think that happened post, like, George Floyd being murdered because it yeah. became just such oh, a national. You
5: couldn't avoid that. This was the thing yeah. that we Absolutely. all were talking and about. And I
4: think it's important to note too that Black Lives Matter. Started way before. Oh, of course.
2: Black lives have always fucking mattered. God damn it. One
4: hundred percent. But like the organization, yes, Black Lives Matter yeah, started
5: before. I think was,
2: was it
4: with the Ferguson protests.
2: I don't know when it was founded.
5: I grew up next you to the uh, the suburb next to Ferguson is yeah. where I grew up, and so that was mm-hmm. a that was an important <laughs> deal to me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Before that became a very huge deal, I was yes. like, oh my god, that's like where my mom grew up, and that was right. where. You know so that was that that was a conversation we were having, but not the same as right. what happened last year so
4: then it mm-hmm. definitely like exploded and like it was this whole thing, and everybody was talking about black lives matter, yeah, right, and that was and i I remember the conversation happening a little bit before a couple of years before, but then like when that happened, like having the conversation was like everybody was having it mm-hmm. everybody like it was just, like, you really couldn't avoid it no. it was on the t v all the time it was on the radio, like everybody was talking about it, and so like I think the conversations about race are happening more. And I think people are going one of two ways. So they're either like avoiding it and they like don't want to, they don't want to do it or they're having the conversations and they're learning, which I think is important.
5: Even if, I mean, would you, it in a, the grand scheme of things, if all of us could, could figure it out and change, it'd be the best thing in the world. But right? I mean, are you going to, are you going to be happy if, if like every year 2% of the population, like, changes and becomes a better person, like, do you feel like that's a thing, a something we can be proud of and at least be working towards or is it still not enough?
2: I mean, it's like cool, but it's really not enough. (laughs) I know. Honestly, like I I, I feel the same way. And I've had people be like, especially some of my black friends are like, "Okay, you have time, like calm down. And I'm like, no, partially because I have kids. So I really don't have time because my son is almost my height. He's going to be a very <laughs> big black young man. And I don't know. How old is he? he's, he's 10.
4: How old was Tim, uh, Tamir? Timir Rice. Was he 12? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I don't, I do not have time. Right. And wait. I think
4: actually, I, I remember the, there are quotes out there from Martin Luther King Jr. and also James Baldwin who are like, the time is the over up. too. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, we've, been waiting, and white people keep telling us to wait. Yes, oh, and James Baldwin. Yeah, James Baldwin is incredible, and he I love had everything about Really him. great. Also gay.
2: I know. I love. Me- <laughs> I, we love the gays here. We you know, do.
5: But can I can I plug this show though? I I feel that even just listening to both of you talk about things that I am not a part of, that I will never understand, I'm I've been learning so much. Like even I think last episode you said all the photos of Dr. Martin Luther King are black and white. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I mean, that was like a whoa moment for me. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you're right. It They want it to feel like it was so long ago.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It
5: wasn't. Whoa. No. I mean, yeah. like, and you have to sometimes the thing I hope that I learned is that, like, I don't want to be the one talk. I just wanted to listen to all the conversations that were happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it has to start with that because I didn't know – things. I didn't feel like I could speak up about things because I like well, what what I don't even know what I'm saying. What mm-hmm. it, I don't want to say the wrong thing and I don't know how to speak about this. So mm-hmm. I think listening's probably the most important thing that people can do first off the bat and mm-hmm. then Educate yourself and then be able to now tell people the proper things they need to hear. I 100%
4: Mm -hmm. agree with that. And I think, like, going back to like allyship, which was a question, is like, I think listening really is one of the best things people can do. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't understand this thing, listen to a person tell you about this. Like, you're going to learn. And if you have questions, ask the questions. Right. And then also, like, educate yourself, too. Like, it shouldn't always have to be on people to educate you. But, like, there's there so much literature out there. And there's so many people talking about these issues that you really don't have to dig at all no. to find no, it's it. it's not hard. It's really it's not. It's 2022. Right. And then, like, also, I think, too, like, I try to be a person who is, accept- like, available to, like, being asked questions. Like, I think I've experienced this a lot. People are like, okay, well, like, tell me about this. Like, I don't really understand, like people being trans or, like, what is the difference or... And, like, just being open to those conversations, too, I think is, like, helpful for me. But I think, like, I love when people ask me questions about it. Like, I love being able to tell them, like,
5: this is how it is. Mm -hmm. Teach them the right information.
2: Right. (laughs)
4: Yeah,
5: absolutely.
2: Yeah, but also understanding that not everyone likes to be asked. And we've talked about that, too. Mm Yeah, Like, you and I don't mind, but the majority of our... Other people, they don't fucking right. want to be asked.
4: Right, and I think it depends on the relationship too. That's like, true. Like, don't that just agreed. go to like a random black uh, person, or a random gay <laughs> person. So, tell me about trans people. What? <laughs> yeah. The fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where's yeah. that coming from? I just don't if you're asking any question right. to some random yeah. person. Right. Okay. Sure. Yeah.
5: That's whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. So be respectful. Be but empathetic. Right. Ask.
4: Have respect for your fellow human being.
2: Listen. Learn, listen, learn, live, laugh,
4: love. love. Yep. <laughs> low, 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 low. I cannot believe that just <laughs> happened. I'm so mad. i we are gonna quarreling
2: right in there. It's one of your favorite sayings. <laughs> <laughs> live, laugh, love. Get yep. stuck. Always kiss it. me goodnight. Yep, yep. That, is, that one, too. In this house, listener, we... this is all
4: false information.
2: <laughs> Caleb has it all above his bed.
4: Oh my god.
2: Do you have anything else for our bearded plaid-wearing friend, Mike?
4: Um, not really. I'm I'm grateful for you being here. I Me feel too. like it's been a great conversation, and I appreciate your perspective. And yeah, thank you for so sharing your stories. And yeah,
2: thanks for letting us back you into a little uncomfortable <laughs> I'm, corner. I'm closer today. to the door than you
4: guys. You know, are so you, so you are I near the door, and, and you, you did, did that on run purpose. Away, and I'm so proud of you.
5: Me I think, too. I think the whole point, the way I've always realize things is that life is indeed literally literal suffering suffering like yes. you were born and right. then we are on our way to dying
4: this is buddhism this right? is like, yes. like, exactly like yes. what it is. it is suffering it's life, a noble truth the way to is,
3: enlightenment
5: yes yeah. life is suffering and, and there's a privilege in knowing that you are suffering less than someone else but everyone is suffering true and if the minute you can realize that and to try to make life better for you and everyone around you yep. until we die is the way to go so, like, I totally figure agree. it out.
3: Huh.
2: Oh, that was that was a really nice thing to end I with. I liked that. Uh, um, okay, wait, before we go, I just have to say we got another review. Oh! Now, it wasn't as good as Mike Schulte's nope. because that was pretty fucking good. Hey,
5: what did you say? Okay, so I listened to your review of this, but you said you go, it's from the Confused Breakfast podcast, and then you, like, you said I something. I whispered, so- okay, so whispered something. Okay, so I'm
2: super embarrassed because I had no clue Who the fuck you were No but you you still didn't know it at that point What I said to Caleb was I don't even know if you heard me It sounded like something Caleb would say I in my head was like Did Caleb get on (laughs) To fucking reviews and like Make up some weird name and leave us a review Okay Because it almost sounded like something you would say
5: (laughs) (laughs) I rewound it like three (laughs) times I was like what did they say What are you talking about
2: I said it sounds like you that's what I said. Oh, it sounds oh. like something you would say. And then Alex like, "Do you not know who they are?" And I was like, "It's not Caleb." And <laughs> nope, not no, me. It wasn't Caleb.
5: Yeah, here we are. Oh, and the, here we yeah, are.
2: It was just meant to be. Yeah. He's like the coolest guy in the entire world. Yeah. How do you not him? And then I was like, "Okay, Sarah, you're stupid, and you need to." Like. <laughs> I did not say that. No, I said that to me.
0: No, I didn't I say said, he's the coolest guy in the world. You don't. I. But I know. Like, like, you guys it. are you living I I under a rock?
2: And I was like, "Yes, I am." I had no idea. And that's Caleb really was like, funny. oh, my God, I know him. He comes into the restaurant all the time. And I was like, well, thanks for making me look stupid in front of everyone.
0: Now we're friends. And now we're friends.
2: Now we're friends.
0: Now you're friends.
2: <laughs> we're all friends. Anyway, our last review gave us five stars. Guess what they said, guys? Guess what? What? They said, it's good. Oh, <laughs>
5: good did. for you. Yeah, that's what they did said. Did you just say that on I the left? I did. I don't know who you are, but I love you. Uh, what's the name? That. Read the name.
2: There was no name. It was emojis. It was like vampire, nail polish, girl.
4: All right. Is it Fabby?
2: Fabby, I'm pretty sure, doesn't know how to do that.
4: That was definitely Caleb.
2: <laughs> was it Caleb? It might have been. <laughs> have you guys written
5: reviews
4: on your own podcast? You have I've to do that. I've left
2: one, but I, or I've rated it. I haven't reviewed. No,
5: write. Re- come on.
2: Okay, I'm going to th- do the I'm not See, from the words do of a it. podcast, <laughs> great. Tell
5: Alex to do it. Tell Logan to do it. Tell everyone to do it.
2: Hey, we're gonna get about three more reviews by tomorrow right one two three
4: anyways, <laughs> we want to thank you all for listening to this episode of other with Mike Schulte thank you we love you all we love remember you. to subscribe aliaspodcastnetwork dot forward slash plus for all of the things
2: merch. merch bonus episodes yes all the things ad free episodes right um, and also I want to say Mike listens to all of our podcast episodes
4: mm-hmm, I love that.
2: Thank you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Thank
4: you. Thanks for being here with us, Mike. We You're
2: love welcome. you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We love you, listeners.
0: Bye. Bye. Wait, wait, hold wait. on. Oh. Is something going on next, uh, in a couple weeks here? Oh, shit. Oh, yes. Is it on February
5: 26th? Yeah. At
0: 8
2: o'clock at the Paramount? Oh, tornadoes?
0: Is it the the their 15 year
2: anniversary?
5: I'm going to give you four tickets and you can pick two lucky <gasps> people to come with you.
2: Oh! So the next two people that Actually, leave us a review. No, no, no.
5: Listen, whoever's still listening right now, the next two people to reach out to you guys, oh. as long as you approve of who they are,
2: reach out. Get right. those free tickets. I'll put the two
5: tickets separate. I'll just.
2: Oh, you guys don't have to be a pair. Right. You can be enemies, frenemies. Frenemies. Thanks, Mike. You're You're the best. Aw, look at that. Oh, my God. Allyship. (laughs) (laughs) Using his privilege for good. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys.